0: The following is a Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to the Power Cat Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. It's the Power Podcast. And now, let's go to the Spirit Street Studios. Here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Power Cat podcast from the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Right over Zach's head. I'm no dummy. I put it right there until I have it muscle memoried into my tongue. That sounded dirtier than I meant it to, actually. I mean, <laughs> the WTC Gig Power Studios. This is the PowerCap Podcast. Tim Fitzgerald, Riley Cates, who's left speechless, and uh, Zach Carlson, who just shakes his head at me. It's really and, not uh, that hard to remember. <laughs> it is when you're just doing it off the top of your head like that. It'll Fair. it'll eventually come. Uh, it's kind of like for me the address of the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, which is our sponsor of the podcast. We appreciate everyone at the Fridge. Our buddy uh, Toby, who's doing a lot of construction around here, you might hear a little construction noise in the background as he's changing some stuff around, and uh, he he used some, he went in there and got some cigars. He said it's really slick. I haven't been in since they uh, the new laws changed, but they've got all their, you know, if you need this mix with that liquor, it's right there by, it. they don't have to go separately. <laughs> it's they've pretty been right tight. Pretty tight. They're no, there are no dummies at the fridge wholesale liquor. They just let dummies
2: like us come in. Amen. There we go. That's a good one. Use that one as yeah, a business line. I like it.
1: like it a lot. Our uh, first segment is brought to you by Tanner's. Get into Tanner's. Uh, maybe you're sitting there in Tanner's right now as we record this watching the Royals kick some butt. But they, they're they're ready to lose. <laughs> They've their...
2: given up a run and put runners on the corner since we started recording. <laughs> so who knows what's going to happen. Bless you, Zach. I had to sneeze for a minute straight,
1: and it finally came out. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank that you. That worked out well. We would cut that out, but no, I liked it. It was a nice sneeze. Should we're right here in up. our new digs, and uh, we're finishing up construction. Now, I've decided we've got an open house for uh, business people. But, folks, if you're in Manhattan or the area, uh, next Friday, uh, May 3rd, at about 4 o'clock, if you want to drop by, we're going to have an open house so everyone can see our studios. But we will be putting up the video, hopefully, that morning of all the studio space. Uh, so that means i got to get done. And then, Riley, we need to clean. Zach, we need to clean. Cause
2: yeah, I'll get on it's, it. It's not as, pretty. I mean, as soon as we're done doing construction, I
1: plan to clean. It's, it's really not pretty. The floors are not pretty. Uh, but now I've decided to add the third studio, even though we don't know what we're going to do with it. It's actually our kitchen slash lounge area that has a cool table and chairs. And so uh, we're going to treat it like a studio. So I can say we have a third one. Uh, we're stretching. We're stretching. Uh, this and on. this podcast is coming to you from the bathroom studio.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't put it
1: past you, Fitz. Uh, we probably should soundproof that room. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Okay. Here we go, folks. We're brought to you by the fridge. And here's your questions from Wild Bass Station. Zach Carlson, gonna sneeze
3: again. Nope. Okay, here we go. From Meow Power, at this point, do you see any way that Ryzen plays a snap for the Wildcats, or does this all hinge on the legal outcome? Away, way, yes.
1: Probability, low. Man, this is a touchy. Here, here's the thing. We've heard what we believe to be very accurate accounts of what happened. We're not sharing that right now. Um, and... The problem we have is, his bond was a thousand dollars, which doesn't seem, which isn't that high, so that doesn't seem to line up with the severity that we were told. So, kind of being cautious with it. We know who the victim is. We're not releasing that. Um, so it, it's uh, it's a very interesting situation. If you don't know what
2: happened, he's been he was arrested for a battery, domestic battery, and something else. I don't know. Domestic battery and knowing knowingly harm of a person in a relationship or something like that. I don't know. Technicalities. Being a crap head.
1: Is that a, can you be charged with that?
2: No. <laughs> they should have that. Head. Sure, you're it's, charged with
1: being a crap head.
3: If, if you charge someone with being a crap head, how would you prosecute that? What 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 defines being a crap head? You're just not a nice person. This but is then, a...
2: Sorry, you don't, you don't talk about. I mean, like, like, well, I'm just going like the down guy a that legal d- lo- <laughs>
1: Like the guy who takes your seat at the bar while you're in the restroom, he should be charged with being a craphead and go to jail. Let's stop that right away. If you don't use your left turn signal in a situation in which it's needed, you should go to jail for being a craphead. This is a Jeff word. If you drive <laughs> in the left lane under the speed limit on the interstate highway. You might be a craphead.
2: <laughs> Get all your craphead jokes out. There go. This, is a, this is an interesting situation to be in right now. Because I know, K- first off, there were some interesting replies from K State fans in the mentions of Hunter Ryzen when he claimed that he did nothing wrong. Many of the same people that probably said Puka Williams was absolutely guilty and should never play another down at the University of Kansas are now supporting Hunter Ryzen. Yeah, that it didn't make sense to blindly. Me. Yep. There is I would I would very strongly encourage people to just, A be cautious on your encouragement. Just slow down here. And just let let it all play out. But I know you I know you're hoping that it works out that he could be on the team and it
1: didn't happen and da 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 da. But if it did happen and you're saying, Boy, we hope you're on the team, you're basically saying, Who cares if you beat a girl? Yeah. Who cares? Now, we want you on the team. That's the way it comes across, even if that's not your intention. So, I'm just not posting about it on social media. I'm just amazed at uh, the people that get the faux outrage about little topics and come around and say stuff like that. You know, it's like, come on, man. I I don't think he'll play. I think he'll be gone when it's all said and done. But that's just based on what I know right now. Um, And maybe it'll work out. You know. It's just not a good situation. It's not a good situation. And we've had someone tell us this is not his first incident involving this, and we'll be interested to see if there's any kind of police report with that. We're gonna sniff around. We'll see.
3: From Wildcat Pilot eighty eight, has Kleiman ever had to face a situation like Ryzen's before? I'm sure.
2: No, he has not. I've spoken to our North Dakota State insider Ross Uglin.
1: He never had any problems. <laughs> <laughs> never never had any problems up at North Dakota State. No no no
2: physical Abuse problems uh, uh, to this extent, Ross said that there was a shoplifting incident that was rather large, and I'm pretty sure I remember the chatter about that. I I consider that the same. There was, he said, there was a legal
1: problem. That you have to do. Oh,
2: oh, I was like, <laughs> uh, I think people mean abuse like this because oh, it's becoming like, rather common nowadays. Not petty theft, right? He said well, one linebacker got now. jumped the summer before North Dakota State played K State. He was arrested and suspended because he beat the you know what out of the people involved. But then video came out that he was actually defending himself, and he was cleared of all charges. So yeah, he's had some small incidents. Heck, well, that's, he lost people to the drug thing or whatever in the national championship. But that's what I'm talking about. Has he ever
1: had incidents like this? Every coach has stuff, you know. That right. You've got to you've got to weigh discipline against uh, legal action. And it's, and I and I am a believer until proven guilty, you should uh, you should probably not have punishment. Although he is suspended right now, I just. I don't know. It's it's such a tough area. It really it's, is.
2: Look, this is a to This is here, uh, up here, and everything else that's possibly criminal is here. Well, because of the culture murder of today, might be a, up there. Okay, fine. Dave Bliss and <laughs> every college football yeah. program that's ever had a physical abuse case is up here. Everything else is down here. This is very. Yeah. I'm not envious to be in his shoes right
1: well, now. Well, exactly. And while I truly believe this incident did occur, you also have to be cautious of fault allegations too. Right. So, um it's it's just a minefield right now, uh, for people that need to handle it, such as Chris Kleiman. Welcome to K State. <laughs> I had someone text me about how's this new stuff working out? And I'm like, this isn't even their players. It's not like they brought this guy in, they inherited him. Yeah. I mean, what's that got to do with anything?
2: There's something up with we need we need to see if we can call someone in Michigan State.
1: Yeah, you want to bet this is what happened up there or something similar?
2: I'm not saying that in terms of protecting myself, but I'm not saying that it didn't
1: happen. It's a pretty probably. damn good player to get run off a team.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: From, right. he'll, be, he'll be great on a future season of Last Chance U, though.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can't wait for the camera crews to show up to the office to interview us.
3: <laughs> we're going to be on Netflix, baby. We're going to be on the first episode of the next season. Oh, Come I'm on doing now.
1: my, you might be a crap if routine if they show up. <laughs> From Canelio,
3: with Ryzen's future in serious jeopardy, do you think an incoming freshman like Keenan Garber can sneak into the wide receiver rotation, or is our returning depth adequate?
2: We, they, they have plenty of depth.
3: They
1: have plenty like, of depth. They've got good players. I, they were going to be good without him.
2: You kind of forgot that he was redshirting, and then he pops up, and you're like, ooh. He's probably going to be wide receiver three to start the year. I mean, he probably would have worked his way up eventually, but Zuber's going to be the number one, and Schoen probably would have been number two. I don't think they would have put Ryzen as the first or second option in game one. Uh, at least that's my guess. From from a football standpoint, it stinks. I mean, you were going to be really good at receiver, but there's
1: there's things that, Far surpass the importance of football and protecting a, a fellow student from this. Yeah. You know there has to be severe punishment.
2: It's not going to be Keenan Garber that's what you're looking to. I mean, unless he just comes in and and lights it up and he's doing this and that and and he's better than everybody. But they've got Zuber, they got Shone, they got Taylor, who we all were pretty. Mm-hmm. Excited about at one point, Knowles. I mean, they're going to be just fine at wide receiver with or without Hunter Rising.
1: Man, anything need me, I'll go out.
2: That seems logical. Mm-hmm. From Wildcat Pilot eighty-eight,
3: what will be better? What will be the better unit this season? The offense under Messingham or defense under Hazleton?
2: Oh, that's a good question. It's a really
3: good question. And Who now they both
2: from. Uh, Wildcat Pilot 88. I think he's pretty new. Hey, give yourself a silver star. It's a great question because now both sides have lost a key con- – well, potentially lost a key contributor. A key player. Yeah,
1: someone that they were really kind of counting on on both sides of the ball with with the injury. Yeah, I just have a feeling the defense is going to be better. The running back continues to be an ongoing yeah. concern for me. Yeah, that's not good, especially in an offense <clears throat> that wants to run the
2: ball. It's not great,
1: but I, I think it's st- oddly I think it's encouraging that Cornelius Roof has decided to transfer. Rough, rough roof. I like roof. The Are roof.
2: You've been thinking it's
1: roof this whole time. No, I, I just oh. had the roof is on fire in my head. <laughs> we don't need no one. Um, because that that tells me that even though they lack depth at running back, he felt like he didn't have an opportunity to get on the field. So that. There must be something there that he could recognize. As, I'm not. I'm not getting ahead
2: of these guys. Yeah, I'd probably say the defense because I really like the defensive line. I think this is gonna. This has the potential to be one of the best defensive lines at K State in probably quite a while. Off the top of my head, I haven't done the research on it, but I have a feeling that, that with a guy like Wyatt Hubert being Thor. probably number ten, <laughs> Thor, Captain America,
0: hmm.
2: and yet. Reggie Walker is probably going to draw more of an attention on the other side than Wyatt Hubert is. At least at the start of the season. Yeah, at the start of the season. They've got three defensive tackles that I feel pretty comfortable watching, uh, you know, hold down those spots. I like what they have on the defensive line. I think they have some talent in the secondary. I think they need to figure out who's going where and who's playing what. Um... And solve the other corner problem, but I I would probably say the defense. You're
1: more bullish on the interior defensive line than I am. I think they're going to be good, but I don't think they're going to be great. I think they're <sighs> just going to be very solid. I just, I think, I don't know, man. I think there's something there. When they bring back Mario Fatafehi, then I'll feel really good about it. Well, I got news for you. He's not coming back. Well, could we get another Polynesian player like him?
2: Yeah, they're recruiting he... like 90 of them. I know, and then uh, I'll have to learn how to say their names. Yeah, I'm not looking so, forward to that. I struggled with Tuiasa Sopo for about a week. Yeah, well,
1: I struggled with the roof.
2: <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> <laughs>
3: From Powercat Ryan, last week, fans were in a frenzy about having only one recruit committed after four more verbals as of Monday night. Have you changed
1: how you felt the new staff is doing?
2: It's almost like we said that, Fitz. Yeah, we felt
1: fine. We were worried about it. <laughs> but no, it hasn't changed anything. It's just, It plays itself out at its own pace. No, it's fine. It's I'm not. People have got themselves into a pretty good
2: lather. I, I missed the part where Turner Corcoran was... Dalton Reisner already, where he was Cody Whitehair already, you know? I'll be interested to see what he does at Nebraska. Oh, I think he's going to be a good player. It's just people are freaking out like they lost a three-year All-American already. I don't think he has, uh, from the assessments
1: I've heard, he's a he's very sound guy. good feet, good hips, mechanically very good, but does not have that instinct that Dalton Reisner does to finish people off. No. And B.J. Finney had and Cody Whitehair had. Doesn't have that main streak. So... With that in
2: mind, that's fine. Look, we said it was gonna be, we said it was gonna be okay. Frankly, um I was shocked by how many came in there in that one week span or whatever. It was like boom, Wally's writing another story. Boom, Wally's writing another well, story. Well
1: then I got confused because one guy was for nineteen. I'm yeah. like, where'd this
2: guy come from? It was really weird. And and he did they let some TV station break the news. Like the kid didn't even make a deal about it. It was weird, weird commitment. But yeah. like we said, everything was gonna be fine. They got, some different, they got some different people that they're targeting. I post this on the boards. Just because the Bill Snyder staff was really interested in somebody doesn't mean the Chris Kleiman staff is going right. to be. Now, in a situation like Paul's or Corcoran or whatever, yeah, they had him high on the list. But it's not to say that everybody that Bill Snyder and his staff offered is going to be chased down by Chris Kleiman's staff. And if you think it is, you need to hit the reset button and look at it again.
1: Yeah, maybe they've got someone somewhere else that they is higher on their board that the other staff wasn't even looking at. Who knows? Just be calm folks. It's recruiting cycle number two. And number one was kind of short. Just a it's little bit. It's gonna be bit. fine.
3: From Wildcat Wabash, at what point is it fair to worry about Connor Riley's ability to recruit?
1: What's going on with this? I you know, it's Give him a couple years? I mean, he recruited fine at North Dakota State. He's going to go get guys that fit his system. You know what? Uh, You should have probably worried about the previous staff signing, you know, starting a a center named B.J. Finney who was a walk-on. That's how badly they recruited. They had to start a walk-on. You know, I mean, Cody Whitehair was a three-star That's the best they could do. That small-town kid from Colorado, nobody really wanted him. I mean, look, recruiting offensive linemen is a whole different thing. High, High school kids on the offensive line, if they're big and massive already, there's a good chance they're simply getting by by being big and massive, uh, Chris Bogus style, uh, the most aptly named recruit in the history of football, because he was so much bigger in his competition, he was destroying them. But when he ran into guys his own size, he, he proved to be bogus. So it's hard to recruit offensive linemen. And Connor Riley goes out and looks for athletes who don't look big and fat, who look like you know, they they might weigh 260 pounds coming out of high school because he's going to get 30 pounds put on them pretty quickly.
2: Let me ask you this. If you're a high school kid and you're in the 2020 cycle, this is about the time you're making your decision. Some of you are going to wait another month. You're going to take it into June maybe, maybe a little bit into July. But typically by the time your high school football camp or practices start for your senior year of high school, you want to be committed because you want to be – Locked in on high school and, and you want to be focused on that. So in comes a new K-State coaching staff in December. You've been talking to the old guys. You've been talking to to Charlie Dickey and Bill Snyder for a year, two years, whatever. And suddenly things are a little bit different. They got this new staff in here and you come in and you meet them and they're nice. But at the end of the day, this is, this is new. I, I've been talking to Nebraska for two years and I've been talking to Iowa State for two years as well. And they didn't have a coaching change. If you want to blame Connor Riley for missing on a few offensive linemen from the state of Kansas, I think you're looking for reasons to yell at Connor Riley. and I don't know why because it's a new staff and, and I don't think anybody in the fan base should have a personal vendetta against any of these coaches. To, to be upset because they missed on a kid – that they've been talking to at K-State for five months. I think you're – four months. I think you're setting a very unrealistic bar. I think you're putting too much pressure on these coaches. I'm not saying it's okay that they missed out on them. I'm not saying that. But if you want to just blow it up already and and look for a new offensive line coach because a few kids got out of the state, man, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to (laughs) – you need to reevaluate. That's all I'm saying. Last question of the first half from CATO 5 Who do you think gets drafted
3: this week, and who gets picked up as an undrafted free agent? Dalton
2: Reisner might get drafted. I'm told. Might. Yeah. I have some sources in the NFL. No, I don't. Maybe I do.
1: Are your sources other people on Twitter?
2: Because I've seen that happen. Teleconferences when I talk to to experts. I have
1: sources that tell me, yeah, you read a damn tweet. Mm-hmm. He was at the press conference.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I Dalton to get picked. I think someone will probably roll the dice on Alex. I agree. He tested pretty well. Yeah, when you rep out thirty-four reps on mm-hmm. a two hundred twenty-five pound bench press, you're doing okay. Um, the only other one I could see getting drafted. Is Duke Shelley, and I don't think anybody's going to so. draft him. I don't think so. But I do think someone's going to sign him because he's been meeting with a lot of teams recently, and I think people like him, despite the fact that he's five foot eight. So I think he'll get a free agent contract. I don't know if will Eli Walker get drafted. No, I don't think so.
1: No, but he could be a guy that goes in camp, and if he finds the right situation, yeah,
2: sticks kind of sticks. like a uh, Deontay Burton.
1: Yeah, I mean he could be I'd special be teams bouncing around. Special teams guy that, you know, has some. Just depends. You got to find the right spot. You got to be savvy as a free agent. Who are we forgetting? Are we forgetting anyone? I feel like we're forgetting a lot of people, but I'm. Not I'm, really. Oswald
3: Joseph.
1: Uh, <laughs> he, he was my Uber driver the other night.
3: Oh, the long snappers. I don't think long snappers will get drafted, snappers but, will drafted, but uh, they could end up on a,
2: on a practice squad or yeah. something, but. I think you've got your shot at two draft picks, maybe a third. I know he's not a K-State player, but do you think Winston Dimble will get drafted? No, but he will. He's definitely going to get a contract if he doesn't. He's not going to get drafted based on that injury. So, I'm told he's fine. Well, I'm
1: sure he is, but is your source Winston Dimmel? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Source is close to the situation. name. Winston Dimble says he's in speed just fine. Is that it? That's it for the first wow, half. Wow, the first half's done. That flew by. That flew by. This is the Power Cap Podcast, sponsored by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. The second half is on its way. We're going to have some hoops. Little hoops. Little, hoops. little hoops. little hoops. Okay, little hoops. We will be right back.
0: The Power Cap Podcast continues shortly.
2: I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the Fridge is more than just a liquor store. The Fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the
3: area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers, plus they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics
1: Retailer of the Year.
0: Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Auto-correct your next liquor
1: store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. 1150 Westport in Manhattan. Online at
0: FridgeLiquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other Go PowerCat sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only Go PowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. We now return to the Power PowerCat Podcast. The Power PowerCat Podcast returns for the second half of this
1: week's episode. I almost said event, like it was something big. It's just an episode. It's just once a week. Next year, we're going to expand our podcasting schedule. Now, i got to be honest, uh, the downloads for the pregame podcast dropped off quite a bit. Now, I, honestly, I think... Fewer fans were engaged with the team last year. I think they were just kind of checked out a little bit last year. Agreed? You know, yeah. They, they weren't like, hey, I can't wait to listen to the podcast. Uh, let's go to the game. That kind of attitude. But we've decided we're not going to do that. It's a, It was a really uh, – I loved our pregame podcast. I thought it was slick. I thought it was uh, you guys kicked butt on a weekly basis. Fritch was awesome. We're going to take elements of that and turn it into uh, something else and uh, maintain the round table and other things, and we'll use it in other ways. But there won't be a pregame podcast, but there will be more than just this one podcast. We will continue to do a a larger podcast like this on a weekly basis. Uh, We might slip the overtime into its own thing on Friday, so if you're bored at work, you can listen to some slap-assiness. Is that a word? I think that'd be fun. Then we could do it longer. Then we can add the sound effects back in. Yeah. Because it won't be humping on a deadline. We could do or that. Or Zach can. We could
3: do that. Oh, I'll. I might do it once. Then it was just like I'm not doing
1: this. Yeah, I don't think I'll do it. That seriously, I've said this over and over. But the day I spent eight hours on the overtime. I was at the office. I spent eight hours, and it was epic. It was awesome. I'm like, this is not a good use of my resources.
3: The last time that you put the chips for, like, five <laughs> minutes <laughs> was honestly the worst podcast that, I've ever listened to.
1: That was my effort to get people to give up on the sound effects. <laughs>
2: the was bang! the worst. The bang. <laughs> yeah, the, how about this? Instead of inserting the sound effects, I'll just remake them as we go on. We
3: just need it. We need a soundboard here, and then have them all plugged in, and just play them as we go. Yeah, because like the the ding, I love a party. <laughs> ding, ding. Oh, we're, we're
1: capable of it now. We can just plug in the Line Five, and off we go. Oh, there we go. Anyhow, uh, we're we're measuring what we want to do next year, but there will be more podcast offerings coming. Uh, down the pike, and uh, it'll it'll be exciting.
2: It I love pike? how you say pike, and Is we always talk
1: about this. So I always say pipe. It's pike.
3: Coming down the pipe. I thought it was pipe.
1: It's a pike. What's a pike? It's a, it's, if you've ever been in the east or the south, you will, you will encounter pikes, which are like highways of old. Completely coming down, s- down the, the pipe. The the, cru- the troops would be coming down the pike, Yes.
3: Please it, comment on the podcast thread when it goes up. What do you say? Pike
2: or pipe? Is it plug and place or plug and play? Plug and play. Yeah, it's pu- plug and play. Uh, well, I gotta go out of the story. <laughs>
1: Oops. Uh, okay. Uh, this segment is sponsored by the fridge wholesale liquor and our friends at the High Low. We did not eat at the High Low today. We went our separate ways. These guys ate at Mr. Corporate, Italian corporate food.
2: Yeah. And it didn't go well. Zach chose it, not me. I wanted to eat. I'll stand I by my choice. I wanted to eat corporate and China food. Yeah,
1: look, guys, I'm glad I wasn't involved in this. I was running errands, so I did the very classy. Yes, I was the fat man eating while he drove. You know? I do and, that every and, time. And, and you got to be sly. What corporate restaurant did you eat from? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say, but... it. As a clown representing it.
3: Oh, you didn't go oh, to, you didn't to the, want the, the royalty?
1: royalty? No. No, I decided I was going to have uh, two uh, McClown burgers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> McClown burgers?
3: That sounds like a slam ad for one of the other fast food <laughs> chains. <laughs> Like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and,
1: and it just served a purpose. It was just functional food because I just was trying to get a done. lot done in a short period of time. I had to go home and pick up the packages that were on my porch uh, because they were stuff for the office, including new lamp for the, uh, the video studio. Looks very nice. Uh, and then I had to run to, um, uh, this was the most important thing, I had to run to the pet store to get a new ball because Daphne lost her ball. Of course, very. Important. We have no idea what happened to it, and it's her favorite ball. So now, we got a new ball. It's very important. Uh, and then I went to uh, How Home many Depot. Other
3: favorite toys does she have? What she about has, the duck? Well,
1: yeah, oh, the ducks are favorite. No, there's no question. And she, see, this is the thing that scares me about Sweet Daphne, who's a standard poodle. She weighs seventy pounds, and so she's a big poodle. Uh, and uh, her favorite toys, she she destroys. Like her and the duck are best friends, and she brought me a, a wing. Yesterday, <laughs> like, here, throw this. I'm like, Ugh, oh, this is so tore this off your favorite toy. Uh, but uh, then I ran to the Home Depot, got some light bulbs, got some uh, more paint, rolling pads, because uh, I got more painting to do, because it won't end. It won't end.
2: Man, again, we're, we're never going to finish the, the yeah, office. We, we
1: are, we are. I'm, I, I'm done after I finish that back area. Construction man Toby said, don't even bother with that, and I said, I have to. I've started. So, Are you painting inside the bathroom? I I think eventually we're going to have to, but not before the open house. I mean, look, let's be honest. If you come to the open house and you need to take a crap, you don't get to complain that the bathrooms aren't painted. Don't worry. You'll complain about other things in the bathroom. (laughs) So, uh, again, the open house is uh, next Friday, May 3rd, about 4 p.m. Drop by if you're in town. Come on by, but we will have a video up for everyone out there to see exactly what's going on in the office. We're extremely happy with it, I think. At least I am. These guys probably go home and point boy, that office sucks. He's got foam everywhere. The foam's pretty cool. It's
2: like decorating, but not at the same time. It's Functional.
1: Functional. Very functional. Speaking of functional, this is the Cut Podcast. Second half of your questions. From Wild Bass Station, here is MC Zach. From Purple Powerhouse, what are the
3: chances of Sneed staying for his senior year? 100%. Is there
1: 110? And can I go over 100? Yeah, you can. Give 110% on this.
2: Look, just strictly from a basketball standpoint, as an observer, he's not ready to play in the NBA. No. I would say 99.8%.
1: Maybe there will be one team that says, we're going to take you in the second round because you fit exactly what we need.
2: But I don't see that team. And second round contracts aren't guaranteed, so it's a really risky roll of the dice. He
1: he has the physical ability, if he comes back and really works on his offensive skill set and becomes the kind of defender he's capable of being, he has the ability to make it into up into the first round. Now, do I think he will? No. But... Physically, he, he's got that. And he's kind of developed enough of a shot where you can see maybe X can figure out how to shoot it consistently from deep. And if he starts stroking in 23, 24 footers like NBA range, uh, then you okay over there, Sniffles?
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh,
1: then, uh, then maybe he can get up in there. But, you know, this is another case of a guy just going to have the experience and find out what they want from him. Uh, and I think. I understand why they do it, but I also think it's a big waste of time. Yeah. The fat guy with the microphone just told you what you need to work on. I mean, most of the fans in the stands can tell you
2: what you need to work on if you want to be in the NBA. And Bruce Weber's smarter at us when it comes to basketball. I hope so. So (laughs) it's like he can tell you that and give you a lot further detailed breakdown. So, you know, I'm not going to criticize him for wanting to go and work out for NBA teams. I mean, that's a really cool opportunity. It's a great experience. Barry Brown met Magic Johnson. Hmm. Way to get in before uh, he bailed, by the way. <laughs> nice one. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like K State might be better served if Xavier Sneed just stuck around. You know, went home for a few weeks at the end of the semester for whatever time they get, and then come back and and do the whole summer. I don't know. I'm just. I know it's just like, going to be a few weeks. I mean, he'll be back really soon. But just it's whatever to me at this point. I'm not concerned at all. He'll be back. From Lady Cat in Texas, what is your guess on the next assistant coach? Mm. Well, they've taken a while to look into it, so that tells me that it's going to be internal. (laughs) It
1: does. It feels exactly like the Brad Corn situation. where That one went like a month. it, it? It went on and on and on and hired the guy we expected them to hire. Even though he wasn't internal. He was external, but he had been
2: internal, and then they brought him back. I don't know. I think... The way I see it is if you were going to go out and make some big splashy hire, pull someone away, it would have been done by now because the signing period is currently ongoing. You know, let's say, let's just for lack of an example here, and I'll just say the guy we talked about last week, D Brown. Let's say he was hiring D Brown. He had Caleb Grill on campus two days ago, one day ago, really, whatever, two day official visit. You don't think it'd be kind of nice to have D Brown around yeah. recruiting? or whether it's Paul Lusk or anybody off our hot board or any hot board out there or, or even not on a hot board. If it's somebody from outside of the university, outside of the team right now, you don't think it would be nice to have them here right now recruiting in this prime time recruiting cycle? Absolutely it would be nice. That's what tells me they have decided it's going to be an internal candidate, somebody that was at this visit already, that they could point to and say this is the coach. Who's just, gonna. just say who you think it is. I think it's going to be Jermaine Henderson. I agree. It, it makes the most sense. Shane Southwell doesn't make sense because he's young, and I don't think this is the first opportunity that he should get. Well, I think I, Shane will move up into Jermaine's role. Yeah. I think Drew's a, Drew could be a fine coach, but I don't necessarily know if, again, if, if giving him this assistant coaching job is necessarily what you need to do. Brad Korn went out to Missouri, Missouri State. I think that's right. Yeah. Missouri State the first time, then came back. Jermaine Henderson is where the arrows point right now.
1: Experience. They trust him. All
2: right. it, it's safe.
1: And I if it is,
2: why the hell hasn't it been announced yet? Let's do it. Like, it's, at, the, at this point, you're just dragging it out, and it's pretty useless to do that. Yeah. From Taco Cat 3000,
3: what were the odds that Trice would be the first one gone from the team?
1: It was, who was it? Good news was. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, don't, don't. Don't slide. Good news. It's the first thing, big thing he did for the team. Which is
2: a weirder person signing to never step on the floor for K State? Good news or Neville Fincher?
1: (laughs) Neville Fincher, I think, because he was supposed to be really good, and plus he sounds like uh, he's off a PBS show. Good news or sounds like hello, I'm Neville Fincher.
3: Sounds like a British.
2: I'm trying to think of absurd signings. You should
1: see my bloody jump shot. That kind of thing. That's offensive. (laughs) It's offensive.
2: Uh, I didn't expect it to be Austin Trice. I'll put it that way. Now, after I hear some things about Austin Trice, I'm not shocked at all that it was Austin Trice that's gone. But I figured if it was going to be another person leaving the team, it was going to be Levi, or not Levi Stock, like a Nigel Shad... Or, you know, a James Love. Somebody that's been here for two or three years, hasn't seen much floor time at all, could probably benefit from going down a level. But it sounds like there were some issues. Just going to call a spade a spade. It I doesn't th- sound like the way that K-State put it out. I think Austin tries should just transfer
1: to a uh, school in Colorado. Combine his hobbies with his game. There you go. There's more options than just Colorado.
3: Yeah, days. but it's California. Slows.
2: It's close. You can just Colorado State would take it. I don't know where he's from. It's from Illinois. Is he? He went to Juco in Illinois. Is he
1: from Illinois? I don't know. Who
2: cares? He's gone. Let's just put it that way. It wasn't Austin Trice's decision.
1: This was the feature recruit of last year's class, right?
2: This is the man that Bruce Weber flew to Chicago. The night before an 11 a.m. tip in the Big 12 tournament to recruit because he was so crucial to the team. Right. This is the man that was supposed to take K State from 10th and rebounding the Big 12 up another level, and they actually didn't need him to go up another level. (laughs) Maybe, maybe he did create a rebounding
1: environment in practice. We just don't know. But you're right; they just got better on their own for most
2: part. I'm sorry. This goes down as like I'm. I'm not gonna try to. I'm trying not to be too critical here. This is embarrassing. That's an embarrassing whiff here. Because he had talent. He was a knucklehead. We've said that all year. We said that's probably why he wasn't cracking the rotation for a while. But look, if the rumors out there about him and, and the reasons that he's gone are true. Come on, man. You can't get you can't get it shaped together quick enough. You can't keep your stuff together just to stay out of trouble that long? I was disappointed. that. And, and what are they doing for bigs now? Uh, they're not recruiting. I mean, they've got some bigs on the board right now, but as it looks right now, they're after two point guards very Well, one point guard, one shooting guard very heavily. That's really not going to help your post issues. I know that's a, a bold statement for me to say there. You're now going to rely on freshmen to come in and make an impact down low. You're going to put a lot of weight on the shoulders of Montavious Murphy Antonio Gordon to pick up the slack because you can't count on James Love, Nigel Shatter, Levi Stockard really to do it. They've been here for two or three years, and they haven't been able to step up. Austin Trice was supposed to be a starter, if not a six-man next year, and now he's gone. I don't know if you need to be more upset at Austin Trice, if you need to be more upset at the staff for not getting him into shape mentally. I don't know. The number 23? The number 23, Zach's theory. I don't know. It's it's frustrating to me. It's really frustrating.
1: Well, let's let's, cut, let's touch on this theory here. They should just retire the number 23 Mitch Richmond wore it so well that nobody else survives.
3: Basically, everybody else transfers. The last five players that have worn 23 have transferred, whether under good terms or not. In fairness, Dominique, Dominique Sutton. Sutton is a fair one, yeah. but he was
2: part of the last five, believe it or not. Eesh. Jermaine Maybank is the last person to successfully wear number 23. But he was only there for one year because he was a grad transfer. Yeah, but he successfully wore it. Please mm. put some respect on my guy's name.
1: Okay, well, good luck. We're in twenty three around here.
3: <laughs> From azcat five with the Trice news. How concerned should we be about our
2: post depth next year? Oh, huh. I just kind of touched on it there. Yeah, I, Very. You always are. With you were going to be concerned with Austin Trice. Oh, man. It's not good. Like, and I don't understand why they've scheduled, you know, they like I said, they hosted Grill. They're going to host a Juco point guard in a week. And there's no news out there about them hosting any big men coming in. You're satisfied with the situation down low? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure that Antonio Gordon and Montavious Murphy are going to be fine basketball players. But they're going to be freshmen. Putting a lot of weight on the shoulders of freshmen. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And then you're setting them up for failure. Last question of the second half <clears throat> from
3: Wizard6294. Will the new walk-on to the team give a solid
2: contribution on the court next year? Well, he said he told me he's going to redshirt. Which apparently walk-on's redshirt now. No, oh, you can. I know. I know he can. I just, I've never heard of that. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I've never no, heard don't. of a redshirt walking on. I mean. A redshirt. Walk on walking red shirt. on red shirt and sorry. But you no, know, that's pretty Pearson common. Pearson red shirted. Yeah, you know, it's pretty yeah. common. Uh. You,
1: you come in your first year and you're not ready to play, so you just red shirt. do not going to
3: be on the floor next year. Brian Roller red shirted.
1: And he also dunked in warm-ups. <laughs> he's not going to play next year. Um, Another rule that K-State had changed. <laughs> K-State got a rule enforced and then changed because it was so absurd.
2: I'm going to go ahead and and roll my dice, stick my neck out there, whatever, and say that I would hope by the start of the 2020-2021 season that they can find a better post option than the walk-on from Dodge City Community College. From what I've heard by talking to people at Dodge, from what I know about him watching his tape and kind of looking at some numbers, he's probably a fine basketball player. He'll probably do great in terms of pushing guys to get a little bit better in practice. He's six foot ten, for God's sake. But it doesn't sound like he's – right Right now, it doesn't sound like he's at the level to contribute significantly at a Power 5 school. Agreed. Got a lot more negative than I wanted to. But, but that did go kind of south honestly I it? didn't mean to, but I just well, – I'm mad, man. I'm mad. This team won the Big 12 championship.
1: I told you this. I think Grill is absolutely essential for this staff to land. And not saying that he's a superstar or he's a difference maker right away – optics of it, losing him to, say, Iowa State, are awful. When you you are obviously investing time in him and you want him, after whiffing on a grad transfer who seemed to be a, a plug-and-play guy. Thank you. You know, not even really getting that involved with him. You brought in this kid on an official visit. He seemed to like it. You gotta wrap this up. You gotta close now. Boys, be... Closing, which is what we're doing with this segment. This is the Power Cap Podcast. That's the second half. We will be right back with your overtime from the WTC Gig Powered
0: Studios. The gang will return with more of the Power Cap Podcast.
2: I'm trying to get a group text in on what everybody wants on the liquor store run, but my phone keeps auto-correcting liquor store to the fridge. A fridge or the fridge? The fridge. It just did it again. Well, the Fridge is more than just a liquor
3: store. The Fridge has over 3,000 wines in stock, the area's largest selection of spirits and craft beers. Plus, they're back-to-back winners of Beverage Dynamics Retailer of the Year.
0: Oh, I get it. Wow. Smartphone. Auto-correct your next liquor store visit to the Fridge Wholesale Liquor. 1150 Westport in Manhattan. Online at FridgeLiquor.com. For more than 20 years, there's only been one reliable source for exclusive and unmatched premium K-State sports news content. It's GoPowerCat.com. The tradition continues as Tim Fitzgerald, D. Scott Fritchin, and the other Go sports experts continue their relentless coverage of K-State sports. So make sure you're subscribing to the one and only Go PowerCat. Hey, K-State fans, it's time to come home to GoPowerCat.com. Back to fits on the camp Podcast, sponsored by Fringe Wholesale Liquor.
1: The cap Podcast has returned. It's the overtime. If you don't know what the overtime is, where have you been, for heaven's sakes? Can you please pitch it in a proper way this time? What do you mean? It's crap? <laughs> yes. It, 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 sometimes there's legitimate sports questions in here, but mostly it's the fun stuff that annoys a certain segment of the listenership. And we have fun with it, right?
2: My grandpa. Why do you do that?
1: (laughs) Well, just turn it off if you don't like it. That's why we're thinking about breaking it off into its own thing. Then it won't even be there. You'll know on Friday just not to pay attention because that is the overtime. But But why do you post
3: it? I have to click on it because I read everything (laughs) and listen to everything and watch every video from beginning
1: to end without blinking. Now, I am promised that this is a good overtime. It's pretty
2: good. You guys brought it this week in the overtime. I, I am lie.
1: promised we got the goods here, and it's going to be entertaining, and I hope it is. We're brought to you by the fridge, which is always entertaining when you go in. It's like a giant toy showroom for adults. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I played with some vodka the Can other Can you night. put
3: toys in your body?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're off and we're rolling on the overtime segment. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, I meant as a choking hazard. <laughs> Zach, we're going to talk after the podcast about some stuff. We were going
2: to The the overtime. Apparently,
1: Carrie hasn't told you everything you need to know.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: oh, boy. Here we go. We're sponsored by The Fridge. We're in the WTC gig powered studios, and we're out of hand. Here are your questions from Wabash Station. It's Riley Gates <laughs> wipes away the tears.
3: From Powercat Ryan, as townies, what are you looking forward to when the students leave and what do you miss when the students are gone?
1: Now, hold on. I'm not sure I'm classified as a townie. I've only lived here 21 years.
3: (laughs) So I've lived here longer than you.
1: (laughs) Right. See, you got to understand this. Manhattan is a small town. And if you're from Manhattan, you count more than those of us who have moved in for various reasons. Then you know, because th- there's a lot of people that come and go between the university and, and the military base, there's a lot of people that come and go in Manhattan. So, townies are actually the people that are from Manhattan. Now, Becky uh-huh. and I have been here 21 years, I would consider myself a townie, uh, but uh, Riley, you're clearly not. I'd consider myself a
2: townie,
0: no, <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I I think in the big picture, if I, you live here year round and you're not a student or in the military, you should be considered a townie. Yeah. But the elitism of the people that are actually from Manhattan—look,
2: uh, if I'm I wouldn't here. call
3: it elitism—I just Man- the way the way that's
2: elitism. The way
3: I see it, especially when you're younger and you're college-aged, the townies are the people that like went to Manhattan High. Those right. are. Townies Fair, to me. But
2: I also think if I'm here on a Tuesday afternoon in the middle of June, why? Because my job requires me to be here. Because your boss is a dick. You, if you live in Manhattan, you are a townie.
3: Uh, then you're a townie everywhere okay. else. Like if I live in Kansas City, well, I'm a
2: townie because I live well, here. No, because, because that's, that's where the I live. That's a thing we have here. But yes, I would say that. If you want to use the word "towny," yeah, yeah. You're...
1: I guess here's the difference is if you ask me what my hometown is, I will always say Salina because that is where I grew up. But you know, and you're from uh, what's that town called?
2: Yes uh, Beloit? Yes, BU. But if people ask me where L-H-E-T? do I live, I tell them Manhattan.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the so, different. anyhow anyway, the, the damn question, question
3: is what are you
1: looking forward to when the students leave? Uh, Well, it doesn't get that slow anymore. It it gets slower. I got the answer, though. It gets slower, but really it's not as dramatic as it used to be because Manhattan as a community has grown so much. That when the students leave, you don't notice as much. And I think more students stick around now than they did. You know, if you're yeah. if you're recalling from the 80s or 90s, I think more students stick around year-round. And, and the town's grown so much, there's still a lot of traffic. You can still get caught five deep on Anderson
2: at a <laughs> Like a well, damn well, traffic jam. What do I look forward to is, like, if I go to a place like Lucha or, you know, kind of a smaller right. venue... You can get in here. I'm, I'm going to get in. I'm not going to wait an hour and a half or so. But that's yeah.
1: not particularly true. Aggieville actually gets busy from it the does. townies. It does. Yeah. The townies yeah. have convinced themselves that Aggieville is just horrible to go at go to during the school year. So we don't go down there, and we only do so in the summer when the students come back and aren't particularly going to Aggieville. They don't go either. So it's just kind of weird. Here's what I look forward to. I live on the west side of town. And so I can come up Claflin or I can hop over to Anderson. In the summer I intentionally, and it really threw me off a couple years ago when they had uh, uh, Denison closed for Mm -hmm. construction. I'll cut across campus. That's when I'll drive across campus because there's no real traffic on campus at that point. Because I enjoy driving across campus. Even if it's that that far, you know, down the Claflin, that's the ag area. It's not as pretty as mid-campus. But I enjoy driving through campus, but some days, if you pick the wrong time, yeah,
3: yeah you can't. Oh, basically, <laughs> well, from twenty to thirty-five at the bottom of
1: every uh, hour, but, you can't do. <laughs> but five o'clock is almost the worst because yeah. all the people that work on campus are leaving at the same time. You just need to avoid the whole area. I got caught on Sunset for twenty minutes because I came down Sunset and attempted to turn left. No, not Sunset. Yeah, Sunset. Was it like... Yeah, a, because people were coming out the back side of the, the old stadium lot. Damn. Thinking they're... So they're coming out that side, and you just were stuck. What was you, it when high school let out, too?
3: Was it mid-afternoon? No, this was around 5. No, okay. So
2: anyhow. Uh, so, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not... Or I'm excited for that. But uh, not... Uh, I'm, I kind of like the... If you like, go out to a bar at night or whatever, and there's people there. If you walk in, there's not a whole lot of people there. It's kind of like, oh, this is a little awkward. It's really quiet. It's, uh.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's that. I think it's traffic for me yes there might be more year-round traffic but it's much you can still tell in the summer that you're getting places a lot faster especially for me that's going west to east or east to west quite a bit if you if you're on one side of town if you're on the east side of town you don't really notice it but especially when you're driving down manhattan or anderson you're not stopping as much yeah that's with, fair. with the students
1: very good that ended up being a long answer well we argued about townies holy crap we're off to a slow start here no no. Don't worry about it. My phone rang My phone came on So I'm not going to cut this out But we had a computer problem in construction Got excited I saw the contacts Yeah <laughs> So we were in, uh, our friends at iRepair slash Computer Hospital are working on it
3: From Powercat Ryan a Nancy is a weird mixture of cheap beer and pineapple juice It's old Milwaukee Thank you very much Not cheap beer Fine Okay Whatever uh, what other combinations don't make sense but surprise you? <laughs>
2: uh, this is an interesting question. I don't, I don't put stuff in beer,
1: like summer beers. You know, yeah, that people love summer beers and lemonade and uh, a little vodka and beer. I think it's disgusting.
2: You no, know, no, the weirdest, weirdest combination in the world. I mean, I don't mean to keep it in alcoholic beverages, but it's the one that easily comes to mind. Long Island iced teas. Just pour a bunch of liquor in. And Holy crap, card. and it's delicious. Uh, it's Vodka, rum, gin, triple sec, splash cola. cola.
1: Yeah. Uh, our friends had... Uh, we had so many of those in Mexico. Celtic Star do an Irish version. I can't think what's in it. Some kind of weird fruit juice. An Irish version of Long Island's? No, of uh, Nancy's. Oh. Or like a black and tan? No, it's not a black and tan. It's some kind of fruit juice they put into an Irish beer. My oh. wife loves it. I, I don't believe in... I don't believe in putting stuff into beer. I think beer is beer. Now, I'm friends with the guy who actually invented the Nancy. Like, they had pineapple juice at so long back in the day, and he asked if they could put pineapple juice in old style, which is what they used to have on tap. And so it was pineapple beer, but then it got the nickname Nancy because it's not very macho. Um and then, uh, yeah, now it's a thing. Now it's like a cultural thing in Manhattan. Pineapple and inexpensive beer, which eventually became old Milwaukee because old style. razor cake prices. I love
3: going anywhere in the country with Katie Johnston and her <laughs> trying to order anything with pineapple juice. so funny.
2: What is, the, your cheapest what is beer? the worst
3: beer you have? And do you have pineapple juice? Because let me knock your socks off, okay? They're like, I got
2: Coors Light. And you're like, well, I mean, eh.
3: not cheap enough. Yeah,
1: can you go cheaper? <laughs> Do you have
3: any
2: red, white, and blue? Some people mix Can you ketchup pour... and mayonnaise. Yeah, that's weird. It's a weird thing going on there. Especially if you put vodka in it. <laughs> that's
1: very strange. Yeah, any of
3: those Heinz, mayo, whatever yeah. that
2: they're trying to come up with. But I'm weird. going with Long Island Iced Tea. That's my answer.
1: Yeah, I look, I just... See, if I was a bartender, I would only be a bartender if you ordered things with the ingredients in the name. You want a rum and Coke? You want a Jack and Seven? You want a beer? <laughs>
2: so Fitz can work at cause, and that's it.
1: <laughs> want a beer. Yeah, that's a good cultural fit right there. And <laughs> when
2: you say beer,
3: you mean the white cans that say in black, say right, aerial beer. text that says beer. Like
1: they order it on TV. Yeah. I'll have a draft. And they know exactly what kind of beer you want.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, but if you come in and order like a Manhattan or an old fashioned, I'm like, dude. Can I see the menu to know what I need to put in it? <laughs> dude, that's too much work. It's too much work. From
3: Meow Power Have you ever had a pirate Nancy from Lucha or So Long? And he says, order it and thank me later. I haven't had a uh, pirate one. I've had the Dirty. It's There's, with rum.
2: Yeah, yeah, Pirates with the rum, Dirties with vodka, right? I didn't care for the Dirty one. I don't, I don't mean that as a slam. It's so long in lucha. I just I didn't care for it. And it's kind of turned me away from the Pirate one because I don't want to ruin something that's good. And you go with the original, and you stick with the original, and Which you and every now and then you buy a pitcher of the original, and oh. one thing leads to another, and you have a pretty bad headache in the morning, because <laughs> you might have two of them. <laughs> That's a lot. Eesh. That pineapple juice is pretty sugar-intensive. And that bad of beer is um, not great, Yeah, <laughs> but it's such a good drink. I, it doesn't, like, getting back to the last question, huh. it doesn't make sense to me. It makes zero sense to me why I like it so
1: much. I don't like it. Uh, but like I said, don't put anything in my beer except for my face. And a cup. Yeah. Yeah. You can mix you mix beer with a cup and my face. That's what the ingredients should be. Okay.
3: For Also from Yowbauer, what is the most underrated restaurant in Manhattan? I'm
2: not, not going to do cliche to go with a sponsor, but I do think the high-low is very... Like, I would You agree. can go in the high-low at any time of day and eat. Uh, it, the pizza is outstanding. The burgers are really good. I would agree with you But I'm going to try to Think of something different Because I think people Think we use our sponsors Too much Um, I got one Okay go ahead Wine Dive Used to be Four Olives
1: Then it got bought out By you know They went out of business And someone from Wichita came in Um, It's really Really good in downtown It's Outstanding I mean And they They do a really nice Sunday buffet Because this was a Crisis for Becky and I We did Wahoo All the time on Sunday Mornings And early afternoons And They disappeared. They left our lives and left (laughs) corny, but they left a void. Like, where do we go? And we've gone to wine dive a couple times. It's very, very good. And if you're a wine drinker, which I am not, uh, they have a huge selection. But they do not have a diving board. So I don't understand. They wine.
2: Fair. I can't think of any local restaurants. I'm told that Burger Shack out by Domino's is really good. It's good. I live two minutes from it. For three years I've lived there, and I still have yet to go there.
1: I had it, I've had it three times, and the last time I had it, it was horrible.
3: Really? Have you been since they changed the name though to Anna's? That's the third time. Okay.
1: Mm. Well, it, mm.
3: was, it was not good.
1: Hmm.
3: I think it's okay. I wouldn't call it underrated. There's just not very be many honestly, local guys. places that don't I get a lot
2: of hype. I eat our sponsors. I eat lucha and so long. And then I eat chains. <laughs> I think
1: the bar that I think the local bar people will go to enough that may not know enough about that is kind of a. This is a towny bar. Is Mr. K's, which is out. Yeah, of, that kind of came up in
3: my mind, but uh, Porters.
1: Really?
2: You can eat at Porters. Oh They're no, you tacos, can fifty cent Taco Day on Thursdays. Well, the tacos are pretty famous. Yeah. Seven dollar nacho pitchers on Mondays. It's great. I'm going with Porters.
1: Okay. Yeah, you got one over there, Sparky. I oh, don't know. I
3: can't think of anything that's not a chain that's local and underrated. Exactly. Taco John's twice a week. <laughs> I eat it once a week on Taco Tuesday. That's
1: locally Come on,
3: It's a chain, though. I eat, know. The franchise eats lot. To. Eat Dairy Queen a lot. Once a week, maybe. Not even, though.
2: He well, eats one chain every day.
3: <laughs> one time a week. 21 chains. There you go. Um <laughs> Yeah, probably Mr. K's or Colberts. How about Colberts? Yeah. I've never bad. eaten there. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Um, from Canelio, what do you guys think of a hot dog and sliders stand in Aggieville? Small like
1: the shots. I've wanted bar? it a long for a long time. You know, uh back before they renovated there was the uh uh where Varney's was, now it's Rally House, they actually still had the
2: movie theater ticket window. Oh, and I thought that was perfect for it. Popcorn. It doesn't make sense to me why they don't have it. You've got the varsity truck, and the varsity truck kills, and it's great. But I'm going to be dead honest with you. I only get one thing at the varsity truck, and that's the grilled cheese mac and cheese, because I don't think donuts are drunk food, and I don't like corn dogs. What? Yeah, I don't like corn dogs. I don't corn like dogs corn dogs either. Ah! I ripped the cornbread off and eat the hot dog, and it's still infected. That's I it for this I week's Cat Podcast. I'm, not I'm gonna, disgusted, and i got to leave. I'm not going to eat a hot dog without a bun. I cannot believe there's not a burger and hot dog stand anywhere, especially since well, Burger King hey, is on, so far on, out hold of the on, way. Hold on,
3: You do have Cozy, and they serve burgers.
2: Are they even open at night?
3: Yeah. I think they're only open at night. Pretty much. Yeah, they're open late.
2: Man, I drink too much. <laughs> it's, it's a solid choice, though. Yeah.
1: Uh I've always thought a hot dog stand. See, the the thing about it is, uh, Aggieville will not permit an outside vendor to come in to sell because you're stealing business from, right, from people that pay taxes in Aggieville. So if you've got a food truck, you're already a business in Aggieville. But I am a little surprised nobody's done like authentic hot dog stand. You know,
2: I mean, like the Curdy Shack in Stillwater. Tanners would be great because you open up that little garage window there and serve out of there. Come on, Tanner. Serve hot dogs and hamburgers at night. I didn't think hamburgers. Does Bluestem
3: still have their little window open at night? I'm not or no? sure. You know I'm I don't not, know. I I've never actually agio. walked by at late at night. Not sure. not sure. I haven't been out to drink in a while. I'll need to go fix that. Ugh. Oh, way to put some effort in. <laughs> I got hurt last time I went out, so I'm going to play it safe. I need to go to places that don't have ramps up or that have steps up. Just flat. It's Tanner's just flat. It's good It's dangerous out there folks yeah. Causes flat <laughs> Yeah <that. laughs> Please just once Yard bar <laughs> From Lady Cat in Texas How are you doing Fitz? Hope you're doing well And kicking cancer's ass
1: I'm fine I'm fine I did break a bone Which probably was Because of radiation More than anything else But uh, Yeah I'm fine I'm just plugging away One One day at a time I, if you don't know, I'm stage four prostate cancer, and so it has some challenges. I'm on hormone therapy. I have hot flashes. I'm losing all my body hair. Someone has named me, my superhero name is Atomic Baby Man, because I have no body hair. And I'm kind of just like a giant baby. Interesting. I think it's funny. And my hot flashes are epic. Uh, I'm on hormone therapies that knock down the cancer until it doesn't work anymore, and then we'll find out if the cancer's still there, if the radiation took Care of it, but
2: you know, I challenge on a daily basis. Sometimes he yells at us, but it's fine. I do. No, I'm kidding. Sometimes I pee myself a little bit. <laughs> that's, that's he paints I mean. all of our walls, which is nice because I'm really bad at it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the regular
1: stuff that goes with prostate cancer, but it's it's fine. I'll deal with it. I'm going to talk about it and try to get more guys go get your PSA scored.
2: I uh, thought an update would be good.
1: I had, a, I had a fraternity brother that went, got his PSA scored. It wasn't overwhelmingly high, but it was high enough to have a secondary exam, and sure enough, he has prostate cancer. So, there we go. They caught it early. Got to catch it early. Kills one out of six inflicted. So catch it early.
3: This question's from Infected Testicle.
1: Oh, well, that's kind of fitting placement right there.
3: If you could interview any athlete or coach in the world, who would it be and why? Uh, I did I thought that. thought about it.
1: Like, I I did that in my career. I think I've talked about this before. No. I, I interviewed John Wooden on the phone. I called him at home. What?
2: Mm-hmm. I've never heard this story. Yeah.
1: I was doing a story when I was uh, at the Slime Journal about uh, Wyandotte High School coaching legend Walt Shabloom, who was Wyandotte High School back in the day was considered the UCLA of high school basketball. And Walt and John Wooden were really close friends and would travel around the country and do coaching clinics. And so I was doing a story on Walt and I asked him, I said, uh, who can I talk to? And he goes, Well you should talk to my friend John. John Wooden. Here's his number. <laughs> Call called John Wooden at home. It's the only time I've been actually really nervous to do an interview. I'm like, I am talking to John Wooden. This was God how many years ago that was. So you know, eighty
2: four years yeah. ago.
1: <laughs> it was around the time the Titanic was. When floating. I called Frank
2: for that story, like two years back, I was really nervous, but that was just because, you know, I was a kid when he was yeah. doing stuff, so it was different. Um, if I could do anybody in the world, I'd either, I, the coach I would want to interview is Coach K, because I just think he's just fascinating. I think he gives the most detailed, yet, I don't know how to describe it. His answer, the way he answers questions in a press conference, fascinates me.
1: I I don't, I don't hear a word he says. I'm always looking, going, "You have a tiny mouth." (laughs) He does. You look like Count Dracula. How, how do you talk with that (laughs) tiny mouth?
2: The athlete would have to be Tiger Woods. Huh? Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty good. Agree with that. That's pretty good. He'd make me work. That's why I think I would want to talk to him is because you can't just lob a softball at him because he would probably call you out on it. That's a stupid question. I I don't think it would be a jerk. I, I think he th- just.
1: I think I'd have to have a time machine to accomplish what I wanted to. I was, I was very fortunate to catch John Wooden, you know, when he was, um, you know, a lot of people are like, who? Who's that? Younger people. If uh, You don't know who John it, Wooden no, is, I'm, man. Like... Seriously. Uh, but. Um, I Probably if I could build a time machine, I'd want to talk to Martin Luther King, Muhammad Ali back in the day. Um, Yeah. Just really, I'd love to talk to someone like Babe Ruth to find out what they were really like. Yeah. (laughs) But
2: I don't know. Zach, who would you interview? Uh,
3: Tiger. I was agreeing with you. Oh. Okay. That'd probably be the best personal one. Just ask him about golf.
1: But here's what here's where I'm at with this is I've been in this profession a long time. Um and I've talked to a lot of people, and I don't really have this adoration of athletes anymore. Because I've come to learn that they're just people that are really good at this, at something visible. You know? Uh, You know, it's really cool, but they're also Very flawed people at times, and people worship them. We talked about this earlier in the podcast. Kind of brush aside what might be glaring flaws just because they happen to be good at something. So, uh, but I'm just kind of less into that. Maybe it's the jaded old sports writer thing going on here. But, I I don't know. I I just don't, I can't think of anyone like, wow, that guy's really cool. Tiger would be pretty cool just because he's, he's a transformational figure in his sport. I don't know. From Kned, new one, welcome.
3: All-time best nickname for a team or position group, not a mascot or team name, like Bronx Bombers, Fun Bunch, Run TMC, etc. and regardless of your opinions, he believes uh, Five Slamma Jamma is the answer. Who's We'd, the Fun Bunch? I
1: don't know.
2: Google that. Never heard of that. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Oh, man, you turned no, it on. Oh, I'm
3: sorry. The fun sorry.
2: bunch are the wide receivers and tight ends of the Washington Redskins in the early 1980s. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I have no shame not knowing uh, that.
1: I, I don't know why we included this question because I think we all agree with the premise.
2: I just I wanted to give him props. It was a good question. Yeah, Very no, I,
1: I, Fly Slamma Jamma fly, is fly, absolutely yeah. the right answer. Uh, that's Lynch amazing.
2: Mob. Lynch mob. Yeah, it's a, it's a generational thing. No, yeah. Whatever. It's got to be yeah. five Slamma slam, Yeah. Mm. Good job.
3: From Adam k 63 which sport is more fun to watch in the playoffs, NBA or NHL?
2: I, it's weird. Neither. I, I went to bed before Damian Lillard hit that shot last night. I didn't know what happened. I'm embarrassed by that.
3: I was watching Sports Center and I saw Dennis Schroeder hit a three-pointer to go up like 15, like 105 to 90 or something. I was like, oh, so we're going to game six back to Oklahoma City. Cool. And then I look down for a couple minutes, and then I look up, and they're interviewing Damian Lillard, and everyone in the crowd seems to be ecstatic. And I'm like, what happened?
2: Mm-hmm. That was crazy. It was a
1: crazy night last night, and I only know this because you went to bed early. I'm proud of you, young man. No. I attempted to go to bed early, but I got like two hours sleep last night. It was, it was <sighs> a night— where my body wasn't going to sleep. So I got to watch that over and over. I uh, love the idea of Russell Westbrook losing. I yeah, love the fact him. that the Blazers yeah. Trailblazers coach threw so much shade at him, basically let Barry Trammell ask any question he wanted to.
2: Yeah, I missed that part.
1: Yeah, and then, of course, the hockey game last night that between San Jose and Las Vegas that went off the rails with,
2: with four goals and a five-minute power play. It was crazy. It's it's a weird question to me because I think I would probably say – I'd say hockey because I think every round in the NHL playoffs are fascinating. I don't think the NBA playoffs are all that fascinating until the finals. And maybe that's just because of the Warriors right now and they have me. I used to be a huge NBA fan, and now anymore I'm kind of mediocre on it because the Warriors just are the worst. Yeah. I I agree with you. I, I think there's not enough parity right now in yeah. the NBA, and it's consolidation of talent. Well, and and the team that dominates is just a bunch of. I could go off on them for a while, but I don't like them. And yet, if you said pick one a regular season NHL game or regular season basketball game, I'd probably watch the basketball game. So I'm I'm, I'm split on this.
1: I, really I have I'm
2: not answer. from a hockey background. I mean,
1: growing up in yeah. Kansas, I just didn't watch hockey. I I, I remember. Kind of was years ago when I was in Slana, I went to a Wichita minor league game and it was a blast. It was, I gained a new respect for hockey because it was, you know, we're seeing it in person. I got it. Yeah. You, it's kind of like when I went to sporting and right. you get to see the whole field and you get to see things develop and you get to see they're not just running up and down, kicking the ball. There's chess pieces being moved around. And you, you get it in the big scope of things. I think I need to revisit hockey, watching it on TV on big screens and high def now because it probably enhances the experience tremendously from what you did with standard definition TV and, you know, back in the day. I think I just need to pick a hockey team and say that's my team.
2: I tried. Stars.
1: And I think we know who it'll be.
2: The the Knights. Yeah, it's going to be okay. Las Vegas. Fine. <laughs> I tried. My roommate was a huge Minnesota Wild fan, but I just, I just couldn't get into it. I enjoy hockey. It's just there's nothing really around here. To get excited about, you got
3: the stars, you got the Blues, you got the Avalanche, you
1: got the Wild. Those are really your. your I'm a believer that hockey, more than NBA, would be a success in Kansas City. I I just think hockey would be something people would latch on to if it was a decent team. You know, it's like anything else; they're going to be awful. People aren't going to go. But I just think people are too much into college sports around here to really have the NBA succeed. He, look, folks, the the NBA has hurt Oklahoma and Oklahoma State's corporate appeal and fan appeal.
2: Uh, yeah. They've taken oh, a lot of life time. out of it. Oklahoma basketball sucks now. I mean, uh, Same I'm with be, Oklahoma State, though, too.
1: I'm going to be really blunt. If you are a hater of the University of Kansas basketball program, you should be fighting to get the NBA in Kansas City. Because mm-hmm. nothing would damage it more than that, probably. Because the transient fans that latch onto KU, out of the metro area, would just all of a sudden become a you know whatever, their mascot would be, the fountains. Oh God! It know. wouldn't have to be something. Well, the hockey team should be the frozen fountains. But every every mascot in Kansas City is Royals, the the Chiefs, Chiefs. and then the Monarchs. You could be the Monarchs, probably. I would I would say. They should be the monarchs. I don't think they do monarchs. I think they kind of want to leave that. I don't know. It's kind of a tough thing, anyhow. Uh, so, and if you're a Ku fan, you do not want the NBA in Kansas. City. You just don't. You don't want that distraction. You don't want because it's not just about fans and tickets. It's also about corporate dollars. All of a sudden, those corporations are going to be buying stuff at the spring. I think I think hockey would work well in Kansas City if it was a competitive franchise. And and uh, yeah. To answer the question, though, I think that NHL is more fun to watch in
3: the playoffs because the overtime rules change. And it's sudden sudden death. The game ends when you score. And you can have nine overtimes if it happens. Which seems excessive. It's fair. It's excessive. But fun when it's two in the morning and you're like, hey, this game's still going on. (laughs) Weren't
1: you worried about the ice melting? Like a warm front comes through? I mean, no, but okay. I I don't know.
3: Uh, from Lady Cat in Texas, what all do you do during the off-season seasons? Beside, the off season besides vacay?
2: I'm sure it's as boring for you as it is to us. Lots of golf if I can, although it's not as much as it used to be when I was in Beloit because I have to pay to golf here. <laughs>
1: it goes really fast. The, the summer goes really
2: fast. And, um, June's a slow month, but once it gets going, like, once we get through June, we fly because... We get Big 12 Media Day, and yeah, we just go. So it's not as bad. Yeah. I manage a pool.
1: You do. That's what I do in the summer. Zach's busy with pool stuff. Uh, Becky and I are going to go to Hawaii for the first time. We decided to bump that up. So we're going to sneak off in May, actually, next month. Just going to leave. Just going to leave. Hey, don't complain. That's fair. Just-
2: not really. I mean, I... My life is the same, except I play, get to play more golf, I get to go see more people, and it's hot outside. I And so I'm cranky. I, I will
1: talk about peeing my pants more more comfortably than I do admit that I garden. I guess I go to the lake. Yeah, we're going to spend some more
2: time at the lake. Uh, but yeah, we, we have extensive gardens at our house. I'm just, I couldn't do a garden. It's too hot I'm cr- I get Like I said I get cranky When it's hot Yeah Not I, me I almost When I couldn't sleep I was almost out
1: there At 6.30 in the morning Planning stuff But it was Sheesh. so humid This morning Yeah It was, it was foggy It was foggy Zach Gross. Gross Anything else? Yeah we got one more question Yeah
3: From big 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 time Timmy Jim I love it <laughs> Nice. My daughter is heading to K State in the fall. What should she be looking forward to and what should she be dreading, sports and non sports wise?
2: That's tough. Very good question, though. I mean, well, Riley Gates is single. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No, no. Zach said that, not me. Let the record show. <laughs> I did not say that. He's a total swipe left. <laughs> uh, oh, man, that's You got to
1: find your place, you know? I, I was a fraternity guy. That's not right for everyone, and fraternity sororities are basically the same size they were in the '80s. And now there's 50 percent more students, so they have kind of less influence on campus. Just gotta find your thing. Find your. If if you're unhappy with where you live, um, it gets really difficult. So make sure yep. you make a good choice. Yep. I. It, the wrong. Dorm, fraternity, sorority, off campus. If you pick, choose poorly in that area, it's going to impact absolutely everything. So be very cautious.
3: Don't live on the east or west side of town away from campus. Live near campus. Yeah, is yeah. my
1: advice. Yeah, particularly as a freshman, be as involved if on you're campus. Not, yeah, as yeah, if you're can.
3: if you're going to live off campus, but I would suggest living on campus or.
1: In house, you know. I know a lot of parents now buy houses and they own houses, and they're. But usually, those are kind of away. Um, I think that that impacts your ability to feel connected to your university. So I don't know. Find stuff. Get involved with stuff.
2: Yeah, that's a big one. Not looking forward to. I don't know. The first two weeks suck. They uh-uh, do. It's just terror. Yeah. It's just. It's a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot of newness. You're not used to it, so we didn't have GPS back in the day. You had to carry a oh map. God. Oh yeah, trying to play off the part like you're not the freshman <laughs> on campus that isn't exactly sure where to go. So you're like trying to be real casual about it, but you're like, oh, this isn't really, and and you're afraid to ask anybody that's, anything. That's
1: really really good piece of advice. Don't be afraid to just go to campus. On one of the in the in the week before classes start, and walk your routes.
2: Figure it out. Yeah. Walk
1: your routes without anyone around, so that you're not looking around, you're not afraid you're going to be late. You don't have any of those anxieties. Know exactly where you're going and how to get there. It's
3: like remember the first time you went to your high school classes, like the night before, or whatever. I don't know. Well, Riley, you <laughs> you wouldn't have to do that, but in a big school like Manhattan, you know, you go around. You're like, oh, okay, this
1: is where the room is. This is, you know. This is where we go. And if you're gonna need a job, don't wait till you're here. Come up this summer and and apply for jobs. Because you will not
2: be the only one applying for jobs. Right.
1: If you wait, you know later, then most of the good ones will be gone. That you might want. It depends on what kind of job you want.
2: Don't go home every weekend too. Oh. No. Okay. You can go home. Like I went home a pretty good amount my freshman year, but I was also here way more than I was at home. Plus, your mom's demanding. Yeah, she is. Julie, back off. I'm not saying you got to party. I'm not saying you got to try to sneak into the bars or anything like that. I mean, that's what I did. Sorry, I didn't say that. That's what I tried to do. That's what I did. Whatever. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. But like, if you get in the habit of not, of like, every Friday, it's like, oh, go home today, come back on Sunday night. You're not going to make any good friends. Right. You're just not. You're not. I don't know. I could probably do a whole podcast on this kind of stuff. I agree. It'll be fun. Go to class. It's the best. Yeah. It's, go to class. There's no reason uh, to skip class. Don't
1: get pushy. Uh, it's the best time of your life. It really is. It, yeah. it, if, if you, unless you have a really bad experience, college is the best time of your life. Balance everything in moderation. You know? I mean, if you're going to be an engineer or want to go to medical school or something like that, then lose yourself in the books. I get that. But if you're going to be a journalism major or a business major, or what else is out there I don't know afford yourself some time to do other things and and I learned more outside of class than I learned in Mm -hmm. I learned living in a fraternity I learned so much about how to deal with different types of people uh, and how to communicate and I wouldn't be the same person without that experience so find whatever that experience is and and dig in have fun I think he said it was his daughter so she can't join the fraternity that would be awkward Although probably I am. would imagine their lawsuit will come like the Boy Scouts. Yeah. in 10
3: years, they'll probably merge. Oh, it'll just be less than 10. Everything. I uh, bet
1: less than 10.. Criminy. God help us. Speaking of which, God help us, the podcast
2: is over. Woo. That was a good overtime. That was a good overtime. Long.
1: But nobody's listening right now. Thanks for listening. If you made it through that overtime, we are the Powercat Podcast from gopowercat.com. We are sponsored by the Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and we'll be back next week with another edition from the WTC Gig Powered Studios.
0: Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing.